like just uh, yelling it like yo uh, monkey tits yo monkey tits that's that's really bad that is really bad motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Welcome to one fucking hour. Uh, my name is Evan Husney, and I'm joined, of course, by my two usual co-hosts, uh, Tom Fitzgerald to my left. Tom. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Special Kids Club. <laughs> Special <laughs> People's Club. <laughs> That's right. Special People's Club. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, first mistake. And, uh, first mistake. And yes, you might have noticed there is uh, uh, four of us here. Uh, we have a very special guest. Um, say hello to Taylor Rowley. Taylor, what's up? Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Thanks for and, coming. Uh, yeah. And can't uh, also have to make sure I introduce Mr. Marcus Herring. Marcus. Oh, yeah. I'm here, too. I'm here, too. <laughs> but where is here? Don't yeah. bury the lead. What's yeah. your current <laughs> undisclosed location? Uh, I'm in a crate. Right. In Mexico City, right? <laughs> That's right. Side of a highway? That's right. Uh, <laughs> Good luck, dude. Good luck. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is episode twenty, guys. The twentieth hour of one episode twomp. That's a that's a I big, can't uh, believe it milestone <laughs> that we've gotten this far. Yeah, uh, and also hot off of a great episode, by the way, everybody. Little little uh, pat yourself on the back for one fucking hour on mask last week. Didn't think that I can't believe we did it, and I can't believe it went well. But it did. <laughs> it was, I had a ball. It was pretty great. But this fucking hour is going to be on Todd Salon's 1995 film, Welcome to the Dollhouse. All right. So without further ado, I'm going to start that clock. Here we go. Tom. Oh, God. Okay. Here I go. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's hit the um, ground running. This is going to be right. a lot to talk about. It is. I'm already scared. I'm going to I'm gonna well. kick it off if I can <laughs> just to give the people a little setup for the movie. Here we go. Todd Salon's Welcome to the Dollhouse is the 1995 unflinchingly realistic coming-of-age tale set in the hellscape of 90s suburban New Jersey. Uh, it's a dark comedy, for sure, uh, that follows an unpopular middle schooler named Don Wiener, played brilliantly by, I'm going to try this, Heather, help me. Matarazzo. Okay. <laughs> Heather Matarazzo. Matarazzo. Uh, as she... Yeah. Uh, goes to extreme lengths trying to earn the respect of her vicious fellow students and her disinterested family. Uh, this is a brilliant fucking movie. I remember when we were doing our Jackie Brown episode talking about favorite 90s movies of all time. This is definitely up there for me. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, checking out it, checking it out again. Uh, it just gets better uh, with yeah, time. It's but, peak yeah. 90s, peak indie 90s, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but for me, I could even dislocate it from the 90s, and it's just... I think it's one of those few perfect films, you know, I'm speaking for myself, but like I wouldn't change a frame and it goes really fast, which is to me always a good sign. It just, fl it just flows like water, you know, and it shows a lot of people. Quick side note is um, if you don't have a screenplay and a good screenplay like, like Todd did, just don't even make the movie. <laughs> <coughs> Licorice pizza. <coughs> oh, did you see it? Maybe. Okay, we'll talk about Ew, that. Later. Why? I want my life. I want that time back in my life. Okay, good. Awful. See, good, good. Awful. Um, okay. Awful. All right. Not That's during the dollhouse episode. Hour. Yeah. That's another fucking Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, but let's let's kick no, this it's off. It's super. 
Oh. Well, I, well, I just wanted to follow up. Oh, sorry, I'm already interrupting Taylor. Uh, just wanted to. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> all, right, all right. I just want to follow up on what Tom said and say, yeah, it's super engaging. And like, I just, one thing I love about this movie is you don't know where it's going. You know, you mm. don't know where, you think you know where it's headed, but it just, it keeps going. So anyway, I was just trying to like uh, backing up Tom there. For... But let's, let's officially kick this off to Taylor. Taylor, tell us about the first time you saw this movie. I'm assuming you love this movie too. Uh, but yeah, tell us... I love this movie. Tell us the first time you saw it. Uh, how, how did you come to see it? Give us the give us your origin story with the movie, if you can. Um, I was trying to remember what, today where and when or how I first saw it. I know that I had rented it, or my father had rented it for me um, from the video store. I remember. I don't think I was in love with it right away. I think because it was hitting like way too close to home, and also I'm always around that age. So, mm. and I was very much like Dom Wiener in sixth grade. So I think it was just too painful. Um, but uh. <laughs> later I grew to really love it. Um, but yeah. It's a it's really so painful movie. I mean, it's a really, yeah. it's oh, a really, it's and I don't um, think you see, yeah. I don't think you see, there's many movies about how painful it is to be a, like a dorky girl. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Are there like, any others? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that aren't cutesy. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like she's not like she's not very lovable. You know, like um, right. No, hundred so. percent. Kind of, yeah, well, she's I, kind I of so that. socially uh, awkward. Yeah. And um, you know, she's not helping her own case. Uh, you know, she's kind of a um, social misfit. And, uh, but I was thinking about it too, that she really is just a good person, obviously, and clearly. It's just she's going through what everyone had a problem going through, but then it's extra double insane. Like, it's so compounded. I think she would have gotten through things better and not have had been so maladjusted socially, obviously, if people didn't treat her that way. And, and I think the one-two punch is, I think she could have handled school, but not the family and school. <laughs> I was thinking about that today. I was like, Jesus, she never gets a break. But, you know, she goes home to a hellscape right. and goes to school in a hellscape. So she's yeah. no chance. I love how she's like, uh, she takes the abuse and passes it on. You know, it's like hurt people, totally. hurt people. Like she's she's <laughs> mean to her little sister. And that's kind of this that's kind of this world that they're in, too. It's like, um, I think the moment that I like realized this film was going to be different was like at the very beginning, she, she has a heart and she goes to help the little boy who's getting uh, bullied in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and like after he, she chases the boys away or whatever. And then she's like, are you okay? And he's like, leave me alone, wiener dog. And like, he's passing on the uh, abuse to her yeah. too. And he's yeah. like years younger than her. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she, always, <laughs> she always uses this, the insults that she's called to like, she just, she, uh, recycles yeah. it to call the next person that name like she called like, lesbo she gets called the lesbo this and then she calls missy a lesbo and then yeah, yeah on and on and on well one thing um, i was gonna say too that. about <laughs> she yeah. does the mouth the, the creepy mouthing to someone across the way the way um oh Brand, you know, uh, yeah. brandon does it you know um <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, it is it actually uh, it's kind of it's like a contagion you know what i mean it's just this uh this cruelty it just it flows like water through the school you know what i mean and uh it just and, and then people and she got bit you know and <laughs> yeah, uh one thing i was gonna say about that to is see like, that it's like with this uh like 
with her character, I think what this movie does so well more than any other film is like you were saying, going back to showing the sort of chain reaction of kids being really cruel to each other or and, and showing the hierarchy in the food chain of like a middle yeah. school, high school sort of situation. But I think the, 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 the one scene, and I, I actually forgot to pull it, but the one scene that I felt was where she's the most cruel and it's actually quite shocking and it actually shocked me watching it back was that scene when um, her sister has the phone and wants her to talk to oh. the other nerdy kid and she's <laughs> yeah, just the Ralphie her friend Ralphie's yeah, her, her friend. friend her only friend so yeah. sad yeah and and it's <laughs> so, so cruel um, but but I think it's also uh, it, it's a brilliant moment because it's so true to life in a lot of ways and that like you you, don't, you wouldn't really see that your nerd protagonist like in any film, imagine the 80s or anything yeah. where like where yeah, your nerd protagonist is behaving in that way. It's shocking. It's like totally right. wild. You, you, yeah, you, you don't have any sympathy for her all of a sudden and you're kind of repelled by her. You know, it goes back and forth, you know. Look, Todd made a film about people who have complexity, even though these are children and they can't even ha- be complex about complexity. So it all boils down into like just brute insults and even physicality, you know. So, um, so they're all they're all. I always think of it. They're all emotionally blind, you know. All these kids, even some adults in the movie, and even in a lot of his films, they're literally blind emotionally, and they're just fumbling around and they're like falling because they just have absolutely no skills, not social skills, but their own uh, personal uh, emotional skills. And they're, but they have to deal with them because they exist. So they have to suppress them or uh, sublimate them and throw them on someone else or, or, you know, or, or act out, you know, and it's just like, it's like, a, it is like a virus. It's like some horrible affliction. And when you're young, you don't have any context for it. You know what I mean? You're a kid one day and then suddenly you have all kinds of emotions and they happen simultaneously sometimes, you know? So uh, it's, but what I was saying is it's understandable that Don has, would you know be in bad shape because it's not uncommon for most kids but the the absolute cruelty and the the ostracization uh ostracized what is that word um she's ostracized by like everyone in you know her two groups the school and the the home and it's almost like what do you expect her to do you know it's relentless cruelty and it's and it's pure alienation Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. wiener dog <laughs> Just to, to to piggyback on that complexity, though, it's so it's amazing that it's so um it's so dark and disturbing and the cruelty, like you said. But at the same time, it's such a funny movie too. It's so funny! Yeah. It's like it's... did you Taylor? <laughs> you know, you, you felt uh, some affinity with her. Like, um, did you watch it straight? Like, wow, this is a heavy kind of drama, and you weren't really laughing. Did you ever laugh in that first view- viewing? I I mean, it was so long ago. I yeah. I mean, I probably did. I mean, I definitely loved the songs in it and her dancing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I think I thought that was really funny. We should watch um, that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it All right. with her, with her man, with one of her New York city men, Steve, <laughs> you know? Okay. Here we go. And, and I was saying that Steve is, she's in love with a um, teenage 10, like a hot guy for like central New Jersey, you know? I was going to say like for a dorky little girl, she actually has a lot of, um, male interest in her. She's got a lot of action. Um, well, she's yeah. got Brendan, and you know, Ralphie's her best friend, like male Ralphie's best friend. Ralphie's probably in love with her. She's got Steve, you know. Um, so. This her, movie... her dance card is full. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and her dance is well, her dance is uh, legendary here too. Amazing. Oh, this is a great moment. Yeah. And this movie also. Well, that's a tribute nails, to Heather. Uh, we were just. Well, I love when she's band. like. 
Bef- like for sure. uh, she's like you can see her like is this cool yeah. like you know like <laughs> can I let it all hang out for the first time you know yeah um yeah I love that um but if you'll indulge me Evan I mean why not let's follow through on this but just the one personal anecdote I would have is uh, I was watching this on like cable I don't know movie channel or something and I, I never actually heard of it and I was like and I came into it in the middle and uh, there's one scene where I went oh I love this film and it was not about like it was about the filmmaking actually which we really should also get into it's like it's the altar for Steve so she falls in love with Steve when she first sees him uh first hears him singing and she does this weird very classic kind of kid ritual of making a like a, a ramshackle dollhouse with with like uh glitter <laughs> bedazzled like a shrine and, and it's like yeah. and it's like yeah shrine even better yeah and she's like Steve will love me forever Steve and let's watch that and that's when I went oh this is just fucking great filmmaking it's funny it looks cool. It's interesting and amusing and engaging and entertaining. So just look, let's look at this real quick moment. And I, this is when I was like, this is something else. This is a special Steve, film. So, you know, I, I just love that. And um, yeah, and speaking of Todd, I mean, Todd Haynes, I mean, Todd Haynes, excuse me, uh, he was reminding me of him, but um, Todd Salon's like, um, you know, this film uh, allowed us to see any other films by Todd mm-hmm. Salon's. Um, and just a quick note, I was just thinking about all of his work recently. And like I'm saying, this was his, his hit, his only real hit that only really broke through and like, even like uh, you know, like uh, normies could enjoy it and watch it and know it. But, um, you know, he was so uncompromising. I tried to think today, he never even tried to um, follow it up and, and like meet the world, like, you know, a little like quarter, you know, uh, to be more acceptable. In fact, he was going in the opposite direction. In fact, he brought up these same characters in Dollhouse. And I don't actually want to spoil a, another film. Yeah, but he's very, you could say very cruel to these characters who do return in his films, you know, like the saga of Dawn and his brother, Um, you know, you see them again. And I was just, I don't know, I was just thinking out loud. I really wanted to give a tribute because Todd is one of my favorite kind of creative people. And he's, it's nice to see someone so uncompromising, especially after they make a pop hit. And that is, that's unprecedented, you know, because his next film is happiness and, uh, you know, people even more now recoil. Yeah. One thing I think that's important to. Oh, I'm sorry, Taylor. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, what? one thing I love about Todd Salons is that. There is no. He there's no clear influence in his films whatsoever, except television. Like I because they're all like this in particular is like a perverse sitcom, you know, Um, but like there's unlike, you know, Tarantino. And like um, other filmmakers that were making movies in the 90s that were just, you know, wall to wall influences. Like, I right. you just can't. He's just purely original. That's a great point. Well, actually, I watched an interview last night to speak to what you're saying, Taylor. And he said, uh, you know, they're like, well, what films did you grow up with and influence you? And he's like, none of them. My parents yeah. wouldn't let me see anything but G rated movies like, you know, <laughs> like the world's greatest sheriff from Disney movie <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, but then he went. But I watched a lot of television. Yeah, so. it's very it's, TV. I yeah. think that's wow. why I respond to it so much. I, I know. was such a TV kid. 
Um, yeah, good point. Yeah. So, I think I even though it was like a, uh, oh, are you going to go ahead, Evan? You've been waiting uh, in line for a while. Thank you. Uh, the one thing I was just going to say, I think it's really important when talking about Todd and his movies is that like a lot of filmmakers, he likes to set his movies in, you know, a uh, city or state of origin, which is, you know, New Jersey. You know, these films yeah. are so important uh, to New Jersey. I mean, not to New Jersey, but about being about New Jersey. Uh, because <laughs> no, no, it's, no. There, there's because, a real feel of place oh my in God. all yeah. of his films. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ramey, who was on two weeks ago for our Star 80 episode, you know, she's from New Jersey and says that Todd oh, Zalon's movies are some of the most authentic, uh, authentic representations of New Jersey life. Like, fuck Sopranos. Oh. Like, it's Todd Zalon's, man. Mm -hmm. That's right. what it is. You know, I bet. And, and, yeah. and I can relate to New Jersey a lot, too, growing up in Minnesota. Because I think there is kind of a connection there where it is a very ordinary place on the facade, you know, but a lot of deep, disturbing shit happens beneath the surface. And I'm going to get to you, Marcus, because last week you threw out the claim that kids weren't really that cruel. They're, they're more cruel in films than Not they are true. in real life. And I'm talking about mask. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. He, he was saying how like uh, and I, I know what you meant is like um, such an enormous disfiguration, disfigurement. Right. Um, it's like kids would, they, wouldn't they bite their lips, you know, and we, and, and you, especially Evan was like, not in my school. No <laughs> way. <know? laughs> yeah. Not you either, Taylor, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. I think this movie really does play well to that type of suburban life. Like the, I think that, that this, that this type where you're, you're coming from a place that is almost identityless because Jersey's right outside New York city. And those people are this weird, isolated nether zone where they don't even go to the city and there's no real, it's I not like a rural community. It's not like a, it's a weird nebulous. It's just nothing that I think it's just, it's not even Westchester because I'm from Westchester, you know, tri-state area north of New York city. And that's very rich. There's like uh, old Italians and there's like a uh, Jewish uh, psychiatrists up in the hills, you know, like it's very, it's very dynamic actually yeah. Westchester. Right. But yeah, New yeah. Jersey's almost scares me. Right, right, right. So that's all I was saying is I, I, I can relate to that, even though being from Minnesota, I think it is similar in that in that sort of way. But I think it's it's, it's impossible to not t mention New Jersey when talking about Todd Zalon. Absolutely. Yeah. When I was a kid, it, yeah, it read like uh, suburbs, basically. You know, like I grew up in Montana. My mom brought this movie home, you know, for us to watch and <laughs> oh. recorded it. And so we had the tape laying around. My mom recorded every movie that she brought home. Oh, And Cher. she'd always bring Cher home. Share, yeah, share. She always his mom shared. Share likes movies that's like whatever that her friends don't like. She likes weird movies, you know. So she picked mm -hmm. this one out and um and we recorded it and so we watched it a lot growing up. But yeah. you know, I was up in Montana and I never thought it was Jersey. Like I, I guess just being a small town Montana bumpkin or whatever. Like the only thing that threw me off is that occasionally someone would be like. Dawn, we got to talk or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they'd have yeah, like yeah. that accent. And I'm we like, where'd that talk. come from? Yeah. You know? We think of that no, twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't even well, she's, she's, well, that's working Ginger class. Ginger Friedman, I love her. Ginger Friedman rules. Ginger Friedman forever. No, but like, it's true because like, that's me in Westchester where every, no one has an accent of any kind except the trashy kids who are the low rung uh, in the social econ uh, economic, uh, you know, um, uh, status and so uh, you get those like violently intense accents still probably mm -hmm. in uh, like little blips um, oh, yeah. you know in the whole tri-state area you know and, and oh. so Ginger was oh. kind of shocking like we got to talk and then of course saying the perfect word for that accent talk you know there's something I, I, I wanted to touch on real quick about Todd yeah. like uh, 
you know, like I, this movie, like, he, like you said, he wanted to make a movie. He, he didn't grow up watching movies. He grew up watching TV. And I think he was set out to make a movie that like meant something to him, you know, that rang true to mm -hmm. him. And oh, yeah. like, you know, it's not calculated. He wasn't like, I'm going to make a movie that's going to win Sundance, you know, right. and like this movie felt so different in 95. And like, I think it's easy to lose sight of that now because it feels like totemic indie movie and you can see mm -hmm. all the stuff that came after it, like Napoleon Dynamite or a little really? Miss Sunshine. And they're going for like, as if they're trying Art. to make a, they're trying to make Welcome to the Dollhouse type movie. Like it's its no, own genre the or something, you know, without or the like Chuck yeah. and but Buck it feels so calculated and, and they missed the mark for me. Cause they're just, it feels like, you know, Napoleon Dynamite, they're going to dress him like Don Wiener, but it's like you 10 stop years. Saying but, it's, but, <laughs> but it's like 10 years later. Ugh. It's just like, 10, oh, let me get my, through my point. So it's just okay. like, it's 10 years later. And, uh, you know, he's supposed to be dressing all weird, but by then all this, all the clothes are hipster. So it's like, yeah, it doesn't make, you know, right. it, anyway, I'm just saying like well, a lot of people try to do this mm, sort of mm -hmm. thing. And this is like, Todd's not trying to do a thing. He's just making a movie that rings true. And that's why it, that's why it did so well. And why it's so well remembered is it connected with people because of that, the trueness in it. That the authenticity. Was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, and he, you know, you know, it's funny about Todd just to kind of, look at where he was in his life when he made this. Um, he was a hot shot at NYU and his shorts are great. And he was like a kind of an it kid at NYU film school. And he got offers and he made a film in late uh, 89, I think, yeah. 89. And it's on YouTube. I've never seen it. And um, anyway, so he was it was horrible uh because they uh compromised That's, the uh, fear anxiety and depression right That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. and okay. they um and they, anyway the studio uh, you know meddled horribly and he said i'm leaving and he just gave up and he mm. became um uh, an esl guy yeah. Uh, wow. For years. I didn't know and that. I don't either. And, and one of his characters is an ESL person. And in happiness. In, uh, happiness in there's the happiness. a large ESL yeah. kind of world. I love that wow. part. Oh my God. I know. So he just gave, so this is kind of trippy, man. He's, I love this guy. He said, like, okay, I don't want to make movies, actually, even though I'm obviously talented and people thought my shorts are good. And he was like, I'm out of here. And he, he said he had maybe the most rewarding time of his life doing ESL for like I love uh, that. seven. Isn't that wild? For like seven years. And then what happened is just his friend who was affluent said, ah, come on, you made a movie and it wasn't perfect, but just try again. So it's like dentist lawyer or something friend <laughs> said, I'll finance a portion and then let's try to raise money. And so Todd had no expectations. He thought like, no one's going to even see this. It's never going to come out. He's just, but I'm good. But like you were just saying, Marcus, it's like, I'm going to do the Todd film because he had such a bad experience with a heavily compromised Todd film. So this is a man who just said, I almost don't even give a fuck. And if someone's throwing money at me, um, I'm gonna do the film, the Todd Salon's mm -hmm. film. And uh, and then he said, no one's gonna see it maybe. I don't care, I made that film. And then probably go back to ESL, you know? That's what he's ready to do. So uh, he's a very, what's the word I'm thinking of? He has a lot of integrity uh, and that shines through. And, and oh, I just got the spray bottle, but that's all. <laughs> I was done. Uh, Put down the spray yeah. bottle. I was with you on that one. I mean, not, uh, not the spray bottle. I was, I was right there with you, Tom. That's good. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I'm we, done. Go ahead, Taylor. I didn't. Oh, I was gonna say, didn't we? When we saw him, Tom, um, didn't he say that like Heather Matarazzo was like a surrogate for him, or uh, sorry, Dom Weiner was a surrogate for him? Right. Yeah, I'm sure there's a personal identification. Yeah. I have a question. Pushed about her that. so hard. I think uh, he yeah. said he, he identified with like not only I have a quote. You know, Don, but like yeah. the bully and oh, he did you know, say kind of everybody who's super damaged, yeah, you know, yeah. except yeah. Missy. 
you know, when, when, when asked about that. I think it's the most sadistic character in the whole film. Um, (laughs) Which one? Missy. Missy is a, is a sociopath. Missy must die. (laughs) She's like the little boy in storytelling side note. Watch all of his films. (laughs) Exactly. That's his best thing. But he always has these like pretty, uh, cruel children. Mm-hmm. They're so, like perfect. Yeah, perfect. Like, uh, in a uh, Weeder Dog, kids. the movie, it's the little kid that feeds the dog all the chocolate. You got it exactly. So <laughs> he, so that's a trope for him, uh, Evan. Yeah. I was just gonna say uh, to thread through on the autobiographical nature. When asked in that interview that's on YouTube uh, around the time of the release of the film, uh, he was asked if the movie was autobiographical. He says. It's always a tricky question. If I say yes, I'd be lying. If I say no, I also feel like I'd be lying. Nothing in the movie actually happened to me, but it's it's as if it had. I feel very emotionally connected, not just to the main character, Don Wiener, but to the bully and her older brother and so forth. I could have written this movie Mark. with... I couldn't have written this movie without my life experience. Um, so, I mean, I, wow. I, think, I think that's... Yeah, that, that speaks to the authenticity. So he's um, all three of yeah. them. I, yeah. I love that because the the bully is like says some of the most outrageous thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was like just I think everybody just feels that, that whole shock when he says like I'm gonna rape you. Rape or whatever. you it's at just three like, o'clock. Like just over like, and over again. Yeah. Right. But he's then he's insane. like a, but he's also a sympathetic character yeah, too. He's really you know? Hey, hey, yeah. let's play a scene. <laughs> yeah. Let's play a scene. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, his mentally disabled brother. No, but let's play a scene real quick. Uh, let's sure. cookie it up. Sure. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. All right, Tom, set it up. Set it up. Set it up. Well, uh, yeah, this is um, her uh, uh, her torturer turned paramour uh, in the film, who's one of the school bullies, and you can obviously tell that the main dynamic. And I remember this shit when I was in school as a kid in Westchester. That there is a big clash between the obviously rich kids lived in the hills and the kids who live by the train tracks, quote unquote. Right because I was friends with both of the sides. And um, so he clearly reads as like, well, he's obviously poor. So of course he's maladjusted. And of course he's pushing kids into lockers and cursing and threatening Dawn with his like blind fumbling sexuality. And and so uh, here's a scene though, that broke my heart when I first saw it. Right. Beautifully played and it's cruel. It's funny. And it's, um, it's heartbreaking. Well, he's trying to go to, he's he's reaching out he's trying to be invited to the popular girl's birthday party and yes. he, and he's, and he's going to give her a gift of sorts to try the rich and kids, her. rich, popular so kids. Painful. The mean girls, the mean girls, the mean girls. The mean girls. Yeah. Here we go. Open it up. <laughs> it's like writing on it. I know it's so gross. It's like been in a sweaty pocket. And you know, it's broken like, like, before he <laughs> opens it. She <laughs> opens it. <laughs> I, I think it's notebook paper that, that he's written on. That's the last line here. Now, can I come to your birthday party this weekend? But, Brandon, this didn't even cost anything. There's one of those uh, tri-stereo accents. If I can uh, move this, because we're bleeding time horribly, because we're so in love with this film. Yep. But I- I'd like to formally begin a conversation here, like a chunk, about the cast. You know, we talked about Todd, we talked about the film itself, but um, he had a great eye and he cast, uh, you know, uh, Heather just um, 
he saw like you know hundreds of people and he went no 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 he's like oh my god yes same thing with um uh, the guy who plays brandon brendan sexton the third um wow incredible performance and then even mark uh her brother who's actually like kind of my favorite um he's so real like, he's so real so he's just crazy. leaping in off reality you know into the film and so and i just want to say real quick that the actor um what's his name Matthew Farber. Matthew Farber. He passed away two years ago, and I don't know if really I didn't know it till Taylor. I only knew that today. Yeah, and, and I, I really love him, and I just wanted to maybe spend a second with him, and we could watch a quick clip. But um, I was thinking today too that he's he's cruel to Dawn, but he's not the cruelest in that family because you know what, you know, and he even implies it in this line we're going to play now that he went through fucking hell too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, because he's the king of the nerds. Mm. as ginger calls him you know and so he he's not having a good time but he doesn't empathize because it's such a cruel fucking world that he's not empathetic to heather uh to dawn and uh let's watch this scene real quick of him just breaking down like um what she can expect getting older all right is eighth grade better than seventh not really what about ninth Oh, junior high school sucks. High school's better, it's closer to college. They'll call you names, but not as much to your face. How did you feel being kidnapped and being held hostage? Were you scared? No. I don't want to go to Disney World. Don't be stupid. If nothing else, it'll look good on your college resume. Mark. <laughs> Always one note college mark. resume. Yeah, one note mark. Oh, you It'll know look- what I love? It's when he gets that letter from his like camp girlfriend yes. or something. Yes. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he's blowing her off. Like yeah, I guess. Exactly. Like, so I guess if you're not gonna contact me anymore, let's just consider this over. No, it's great. So, so just making a little window. Yeah, it's a little like, window and extra right. little window yeah. into his world. Like he didn't have to include that scene or yeah. even dream it up, you know, but he's like, I just want a little window into mark's yeah. mind and world with that mind. little pretty cursive like uh, <laughs> yeah. teddy bear uh, stationary but just yeah full stop i just want to maybe barrel through each person but sure. all hail mark uh maybe you guys have some thoughts uh r.i.p mark the actor yeah. um he also appeared and by the way i'm making a formal recommendation as a representative of one fucking hour um watch all of his films if you haven't just go through it and specifically what i was saying is palindromes has the same characters, um, uh, well, sort of, but uh, you do see Mark again, and he has this great monologue towards the yeah, end of Palindromes, and he is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he just walked off the street and is just like, I'm an incredible nerd, and, you know, like, I'm going to fix a computer, and yes, I'll say these words, Todd. Like, he's an actor, and you really see it in this, but also Palindromes, so just making a recommendation. They, they, got they are, Mark. Any yeah. other Mark feelings? Uh, they, well, they are all great actors and, and I, but I do think it really speaks a lot to Todd's talent that he's able to take these like first time actors and mm-hmm. that and that aren't big names and like you're just glued to this movie you know and like and he pulls so many great jokes out of these people too you're, you're laugh I don't know it's so funny he's doing such so a good funny. job with these people that are like not big name actors and to me I think that's why I like this movie better than his other films I think is because I'm not as distracted by like, you know, Danny DeVito right. or something. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that's never my favorite. It's sort of like how on a show you like 
the first season is just good and it has the cast. Then the second season, it's like, uh, you know, um, you got to have start uh, adding the big names. Start getting yeah. guest stars. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just it's guest star like, porn, <laughs> and it's just like stop, you know, David like Duchovny uh, and stuff. Like Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> right. like no, that's not yeah. the thing. It's so exactly that's valid. That. But I'm yeah. just a, I'm 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 a distorted huge fan of uh, Todd S. So. I also yeah. I, no, I, I love them all. I love them all. Yeah. Uh, Doctor uh, Evan. Oh, I was just I was just gonna uh, I was just gonna ask Taylor about about Mark. Uh, your any specific Mark feelings or? Um, I really like that he. Uh, I wouldn't call him a mean nerd, but he is like a, he is just steely. Mm. Like uh, I love that he stands up to Steve. Like when he's playing the clarinet, and he's like, "You got it wrong. Like you were really yeah. flat. Play the A." You know, and he's yeah, like yeah. totally just stares him yeah. down and like uh, is not afraid of him at all. You know, and usually you would see a, a character it, like that. Well, I think you I know, think he got tough power, through um, he hazing. He just stared like just the way that. He, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like prison yeah. or something. Well, he's where he's very just staring at him. And, no, but but she's right. Um, it's like. He's like been through the yard Hardened. for yeah, longer exactly. years than, than a dawn. He's God, that's yeah. so fucking true. And he's yeah. also, he's also, you know, and God, I'm sorry, everybody, but like if he watches monologue in palindromes, it speaks to kind of where um, he was earlier in his life in Dollhouse. And what I mean is, um, I think when people are not having a good time in their lives, they um, aspire and they think, you know, forward. It's like, he's just like, I want to get into a good school. And then every and then I'll make money or something and then I can buy a wife or something. He's just like yeah. aspirational. It's like because this isn't good right, <laughs> right well, now. Every is, single thing he says has to do with college. Yeah, it's like his yeah, resume or like but it's aspirational or, yeah. because yeah, exactly. get me, because he and Don are like, get me out. of I was thinking about oh, that, too. You, know, you hear Don's altar. It's like, well, I'm not just New Jersey, but the whole the whole trip. Can I is, is life better? <laughs> well, you know, multiple in people in the film are trying to get out of New Jersey. Steve's trying to get out of New Jersey. Right. They he both go to, go to New York. York. And then Brendan? Brendan's like, Brendan runs away to New York. Yeah. Everybody's Jersey, trying to get out. Jersey is the type of place that you just are trying to get out of constantly, I feel like. You know? Yeah. That's just, that's so Isn't, does it Bruce Springsteen? Right. Isn't he born to run? <laughs> <laughs> um, I get it. Talk about, should we talk about Heather real quick? I, I actually Jeez. have a quote. I, Please. Okay. Marcus. I was just going to say, like, just it's been referenced a couple of times that we did get a chance to meet Todd and Heather and and Brandon. and, and Brandon. Every, all eyes run Brandon. <laughs> uh, and I talked to Heather for a long time and I, I was like one of the few people I like super fanned out on, of course. Yeah. And I was just pretty much talking about how much my mom loved her the whole time. But um, yeah, there was uh, I feel like it's there, there was some sort of weird tension or something like with her and Todd. Right. Like, yeah. uh like, it was weird. Yeah. He had some sort of like maybe she got Unresolved. called wiener dog too much after this movie, and then held resentments against him or something, right? Like, uh, I'm not sure. sure, but some for some reason she's not in. They seemed drums, like right? maybe so. they had like a very close relationship. Maybe they identified with each other like too much or something. She was eleven. Like, when she they was shot eleven. It. I think maybe she was like I don't know, but um, that's interesting. But yeah, they when well, we I saw. Think, hey guys, I don't want to. I just want for clarity's sake, what you're saying, Marcus, exactly is when we had her at our theater, it was like unprecedented. And it mm -hmm. was like it did not happen. She did not do dollhouse appearances. Yeah. It was a it was a really big deal. I don't even know. I still don't know why she did it. So just that's to speak to what you're saying, there's like a long term thing where she's been distancing herself from dollhouse and maybe Todd or just the film for a long time. So that was nice that she did that. 
Um, but I think everything you guys are saying are probably related. Yeah. Wasn't it that she, 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 he wanted her to be in palindrome or something and she, she didn't want to do it because she didn't no, want to be yeah. stuck with that character. I think that's what it was, right? She didn't just part she, of it. I, I don't think she believed in the idea of bringing the character back is how mm-hmm. I sort of interpreted it. You know, yeah. just kind of, I think so. Yeah. I, I, I think she wasn't into the concept of it. I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm hundred percent right, but I do. Oh, I know what it was. On. Okay. Uh, she was too busy making Hostel 2. Okay. That's the most in inexplicable the, thing ever. Sorry. She was also in The Princess Diaries. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I think she uh, wanted to get away from John Wiener. Just get yeah. away. Yeah, maybe. Sure, um, why not? Uh, so but she did say... Dawn thoughts that, or uh, Heather thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, one thing I read that, that she said about her care or about the film and, and, and working on it when you know she's 11, you know, she... she um, Originally auditioned for a, a different character, uh, one of Don's friends, and then the role ended up being oh. cut uh, out of the script. But Todd Good. asked her to read for the lead. <laughs> exactly. Todd asked her to read. For she the can't lead. have more than one friend. <laughs> right. And definitely not a female best friend. <laughs> right. Right. Um, no. But she said wrong. that at the time she was very candid about the script, and she didn't censor herself when she was young. And she said that um, she thought it was even a PG version still of what happened to her in junior high. That's what she wow. had told him. And really? Said, yeah. And that's what Todd said. So she oh, was relating really? to it, too. She was relating to it, too. That's why I was sort of feeling oh, like no. she wasn't supporting of the rehash of the character. But um, then yeah. eventually, she said, with the, with the film, he really feels like he did tap into something universal, a universal sort of truth about what a, how, quote, about how a lot of kids, how cruel a lot of kids are, Marcus. Um, so I think... That um, <laughs> is, uh, yeah, but they'll call. But in high school, it's worth it's less because they'll call you names, but not so much right. to your face. Remember, middle school, school middle school is much worse than high school. I think. Oh my god! How did oh, you guys goodness. get through it? Like, oh my god! My, my disguise. I'm kind of kidding, but um, I was a uh, jocular, uh, uh, funny guy and a rebel. So I would like you know <laughs> pull fire alarms and then make like Bill Murray impressions in school. And I fucking skated Donuts through. Donuts Fitzgerald. Middle, that's right. <laughs> Donuts Fitzgerald. It's a long story. But like uh, middle, middle. I was just going to say, uh, I'm not proud of it, but I got through it and it was a breeze. And I suggested to everyone, be a class clown and break things and you're done because everyone <laughs> wants you in the room and is like, you're down with you and they can't, nothing can stick to you. You know, you have power I, and you're yeah. funny. That How'd my, you guys do? Well, Same, like start. Yeah. In middle school, Marcus, uh, my um, uh, my brother had a really hard time in 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 middle school, and he is kind of a oh. mark, you know, like for he is a little marky, you know, a little bit at least at that time. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. He's a very successful entrepreneur, but he had a moment where he 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 beat the fuck out of his bully. He had that moment Amazing. where he was able to like <laughs> take first him day out, in the yard. Like, so exactly. No, in Jelly. the parking lot, pin him down and kind of like that, just like face smashing really? moment. Yeah, as a total mark. Like picture mark. That's like an Christmas story. No, wow. no, no. I was, I was That's... much younger, but I do remember it happening. Okay. And yeah, that was yeah, a big yeah. Sure. Breakthrough moment of him where he was like, "Fuck this," you know. It was a and then he got, story. he got speck after that. Oh, he was tortured. Wow. How about you? Tortured. How about you though? Like I was uh, Mark too. Evan. Uh, I was tortured in middle school and, you know, because we, we, really? were, we were nerds. We were nerds, yeah. We were big time nerds and oh. real nerds, you know. And, 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 you know, Jordan was my brother. He was like the science fair kind of nerd guy, you know. Um, and he had a hard time with that. But he had those, you know, emblematic moments of like taking it back, you know, and then. And then Damn. 
Nice. Well, respect to Jordan. Who's I've seen I've seen some pictures of Jordan <laughs> and uh, and how he rolled. So I get it. But respect <laughs> to Jordan for that. Respect, so then, Marcus, you were I saying. Think- I just think it's two things for me. I think one was I felt like I was not going to compete with those people. I wasn't going to be a jock and I wasn't going to be into the cool stuff that they mm-hmm. were into. So I just got into the heavy, you know, whatever music, the things that I'm into, you know, and I was just like, whatever, I'm not trying to compete with those people. And then also, yeah, just being like, you know, every other word out of my mouth is something sarcastic comment, you know, and hey, like, I'll, great method, you know, just like, also, I was wore, class clown. Wore, yeah. You wore culture as like a cloak. You know, like, uh, like I'm, a, I'm all about Led Zeppelin three. Like, you want to talk to me about that? I'll be right here. I got it. That's exactly. okay. So you skated yeah. by, and then Taylor, did you have any survival mechanisms? Uh, I don't know. I probably not. Uh, there you go. <laughs> when I was so like when I was in fifth grade, or uh, my family moved from California to Alabama, and I was so everybody hated me there for fifth grade and sixth. New grade. kid. New kid, and also like immediately, like the, our teacher introduced me as the new girl from California, and that was oh. not well received. Oh. Um, but then my nickname in fifth grade, all through fifth grade, was Swamp Thing, um, because <laughs> because <laughs> oh, my no. hair turned green over like swimming all summer. Oh. So I got called Swamp <laughs> Thing relentlessly for a year. So that so, was yeah, your wiener very dog. Much a wiener dog thing, yes, of course. So in sixth, in sixth grade, it was no better. It was even worse. Like I. It was suddenly like the school got even bigger because it was, you know, middle school feeds from other, you know, multiple elementary schools from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there were just more people that hated me. Um, I dressed a lot like her. I wore a lot of like, like uh, it's called intarsion knit, like sweaters that mm-hmm. had like kittens knit into it and stuff. I had big glasses. <laughs> um, there was a rumor that was going around that I was a lesbian, which I didn't at that oh time. God. I didn't even wow. think I knew what that was. <laughs> And also I was like another rumor got spread that I had AIDS. Oh my <laughs> and God. Anyway, it was killed. so bad. Killed. So then this was like, Whoa. this kind of peaked at the end of sixth grade, right before summer break. And then I was like, I didn't see any of these people for like three months, which was great. And then by the time I, I got into my own things, I fr- I actually had a couple of really good friends that went to a different school who didn't, were not privy to any of this. So I hung out with them. Good. Um, started getting into like, you know, music. And I think I went to drama camp that summer too. So just meeting like people outside of my school. So, and so by the time the, I came back to seventh yeah. grade, I just didn't care anymore. Cause I was like, I don't, I, yeah. I hate these people and who they don't have any power actually, anymore. Then they stopped, then they left me alone. Cause I was just like, whatever. Like, so, I don't, I'm not going to respond. You're not affecting yeah. me, but it looks like uh, the yeah. arts is helpful. So these are <laughs> helpful hints at one fucking hour, yeah. Um, yeah. like uh, knock somebody out, just fucking clown them in the parking lot. <laughs> or get into music, and drama class, or break mm-hmm. shit, and uh, make some jokes, do some Bill Murray impression. Jordan's unfortunate name he was called to you know until he beat this guy up was Monkey Tits. That's what they called him. So <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Pretty stiff. Like just um, yelling it, like yo, Monkey, monkey Tits, tits. Like, yo, Monkey Tits. <laughs> that's that's really bad. That is really bad. Wow. I wonder right. what I wonder what they so, wonder what Todd's was. Yeah. So we're gonna. I know, really. So we're going I, to. Uh, we're, we only got like twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, if I could just kind of like break the ice on like another topic, we have a clip for yeah. it. Sure. Is um, sexuality? You know, um, that's uh, kind of back to my stupid blind metaphor of just like it was nothing in your life, and then it's a thing, you know. But you're blind. You have no idea. You're groping and falling over, and you know, like 
you know, knocking into things. And so uh, that's happening to Dawn. You know, she's, it's, it's, she's having an awakening. And it was really, you know, when she saw and heard Steve perform and all that stuff. So I thought this is a, the, Todd loves all this. And he found a lot of amusement in that great clumsiness of fumbling around with sexuality. <laughs> and there's a really hilarious little run. We should just play it, you know, okay, and, um, and look, uh, Dawn's finger confusion. Okay. This is you know. really good. Okay, here we go. Is it true? <laughs> we finger fucked once last spring. That's it. It's all over now. What else? Well, I was wondering if I might have the chance if you wanted to go study with me. Not a chance. But... Sorry, Dawn, but that's like just the way it is. You don't cut it. Finger fucked once last spring. That's it. It's all over now. <laughs> There's that amazing other moment too, where she goes up to Steve and is like, "Do you want to see my fingers?" She's displaying. She's just displaying her hands to Steve when he's eating the fish sticks. It's like after, and, and you know, she sees some correlation maybe because she's playing the piano with her fingers. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, these fingers, maybe you like them. You just heard them so that maybe like the finger fucking can happen because they're here and like, right. right? And he's just like, okay, those are your hands. All right. <laughs> that's that's of, not how it works, Don. Besides that, like, so I mean, there's a lot of, you know, strange sexual, you know, sexuality stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, like she, he's like, I'm going to rape you or Brandon's yeah. like, I'm going to rape you. And then she's like, so like at three o'clock, right? Like, you know, <laughs> I'll be there. She shows up the next like, day again. Yeah. Are we going to do this? Yeah. Like, and I mean, I don't, yeah. To our parents, he, he calls her on the phone and the mom's right. like, you know, he's like, I'm going to rape you tomorrow. And then she gets off the phone. And she's like, well, who's this Brandon? Is he right. nice? And she's like, uh, he's all right. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she says he's nice. No, he's but nice. I think it's, no, but it's to speak of what you're saying, Taylor. It's like, it's more of the same of that where, um, you almost immediately know that uh, when uh, Brandon's saying the word rape, he he does he's in over his head too, and he doesn't know what he's right. talking about. Like he saw it in a movie, and like kids, other kids told stories, like yeah, you know, and like he's he's not, you know, he's not going to do it, and that kind of takes the the heat off the very very heavy sure. weirdness that there could right. be in that kind of sit uh, part of the film. But like um, he doesn't know, and then of course nothing happens. You know, uh, because um, they just start talking about marijuana legalization. <laughs> you know? Like, and, and she just like drops a nerd bomb on the, on the you know the possible romantic situation. But yeah, no, oh. he's he's just saying, you know, he's just he's again more fumbling. You know, what all love, women fumble, but especially kids. What I love is um, later. You know, they're at, in his bedroom, Brendan's bed, like Brandon's bedroom, and she mm. reaches to kiss him. He's like, ah, get off me. I'm the one that makes the first move. Right. <laughs> I know it's so cool, and only in the in that way that only he could say it. I'm yeah, exactly. It's cool. hilarious. Well, he's got that kind of like Matt Dillon over the edge kind of thing. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. like a, he's got some swagger, you know. Uh, and uh, that's a great line. That's like uh, that's one of the great romantic moments. And he's this little yeah. crazy kid is doing like a seriously romantic moment. That's what I'm calling <laughs> it. You know, um, you know what I mean? It's just like uh, the only he actually. Can, oh, can I kick out yeah. two seconds? Yeah, it re they remind me of the couple in Streetwise a little totally. bit. Totally, hundred percent. 
Okay, so you, you, right, we've all seen Streetwise. Well, I was, the I was actually thinking that he's about to leave that window to go walk into Streetwise. That's like what I was. Thinking. <laughs> I know. He's on his way. He's on his way. And order a terrible pizza, so they throw out the terrible pizza and, and right. he, instead of the dumpster. Right. We all we're doing Streetwise sooner than later. That's the one. Have you all seen out. it? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Have we all seen it? Uh, I have yes. seen that. Oh, it's really great, Taylor. It's awesome. But anyway, there are shades of, of Brandon in the in the in the documentary characters here mm -hmm. and uh so yeah evan they kind of remind me of that couple a little bit and uh so sorry totally. uh, but anybody who's in streetwise would appreciate that yeah. but uh yeah so um i do want to talk about her clothes for a second like just dawn's sure. clothes uh, uh they're they're outrageous and they're kitschy but it's not like i think it's really the it was really well done and it wasn't that far out like 95 wasn't so far out from those those fashions that she's I wearing you know had like some clothes like that at that yeah time. and she's in little they dress little kids that way too like her pajamas and stuff i mean that's not the only time it gets like really big yeah true, is when she's true. got her sort of the classic dawn like the her sort sexy of peg, outfit her sexy kind of peg bundy <laughs> well, look, when she goes to, well, when she's about to make her appearance and you go down the stairs for the anniversary party or your parents and she's like i'm ready to greet my public and go well, she's ready to <laughs> yeah. greet steve and she's dressing up as hot as she can with her love earrings mm -hmm. i love that she dresses up in this you know it's like her new persona and mm -hmm. then she's like walking you know where's steve where's steve and then she goes up to the door and she just bangs on it like super like clunky and she's like, steve! <laughs> like it's not like Steve, I look sexy. It's not elegant at so, all. I love it. It's so true. Good life. point. That that yeah. the, the awkwardness and all of the uh, mix matching of her clothes to, to what she's yeah. thinking to what happens is so true to life mm -hmm. at that time. The awkwardness of that time. Um, there is. I love too that they made that outfit the like the sort of iconic look for the film too, and use it on the poster and stuff. Right. They were like, "This mm -hmm. is gold," you know. Yeah. yeah, let's. There's one clip I definitely want to get in. If if just now I'm, I'm just peering at that clock and just seeing. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but thirteen um, minutes. There's actually a couple of them. Oh my god, that are so good. Um, I, I definitely want it. to. Okay, hold on. Where the hell is? It? Oh yeah, I want to talk about the dream sequence a little bit because it's so emblematic. Yeah. It's such a great moment great. in the film. So right at the end of the one. film, when she goes to try to help find her sister in a Times Square in the mid nineties. Yeah. By herself in the middle of the night. That's I know. Amazing. That is so dawn. Okay, so yeah, she has a dream. Oh, oh, dawn. oh, Dawn. You're the best daughter a mother could have. I love you so much. I love you, Dawn. Me too. I love you. Oh, Dawn. I love you. Dawn, I love you. And you know, I've always loved you. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, and then it's like car car honking homeless guy. That's that's yeah. that's that's everything. That's Todd Solon's films. That's what know? she wants. Her. Like that's yeah. not she doesn't want to leave New Jersey. Like she doesn't want to even go to Disneyland. She just wants people to love her. You know, I right. love uh, Ralphie's blue mouth from like eating candy. Yeah. Or like I thought it's like so a good. like a blue slushy or whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Some 7-Eleven yeah, yeah, shit. All the production design and stuff is so good in this. Like, you know, the world like those. The, I don't know. The slushy, the. They they jigsaw she's earlier in the film. They're like Dixie oh, yeah. cups, you know, his car. Right. There's all those the details, little yeah. details well, like, that are so Yeah, when they're playing pinball and then she like, you know, he knocks uh she calls him a name or something. I think she calls Brendan or Brandon a retard. Yeah. And that's when he hits her slushy, but that's when he I think she's he's 
he's into her because she like called him out. Yeah. Cause oh. she's got some sass, Yeah, you know? And um, well, first of all, he probably identifies with her as like, Oh, you're another kind of like broken person at the bottom right. rung of like everything yeah. in your, in your own way. So there's some identification, but, and that's what I was saying. Like they're, they're my couple dude. Like, um, and there's, I don't know if we need to play the scene or anything like that. And you, well, you're going to maybe, I was going to uh, say real quick, like the the, footage the, over it. What's the uh, friend's name again? Uh, the, 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 I keep Ralphie. Ralphie. Yeah. Ralphie. Kind of seeing that moment and seeing Ralphie and that whole that whole scene and, and him and the whole deal. I, I actually wonder if Todd was into comics at all. Like, do you think he was into Daniel Klaus or like any of that stuff? Or do you think he was just on it? Not even. Well, Klaus is a contemporary that. kind of, but um, yeah. I don't. I, mean, I, I don't. I think it's just TV, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just Love American style. Like totally. And Brady Bunch. Grease <laughs> right. Company. I think it's it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, Taylor's it right. It's just way. like yeah. there's nothing yeah. else. But television, you know. Oh, and to speak to this, or like um, Family Affair, yeah. He's yeah, right. a good. He's a good film director too. I mean, just like in terms of the blocking and stuff that goes on, there's like sophisticated yeah. shots in this. It's not like boring Wes Anderson stuff where it's just like every shot's in the center or whatever, Static. just like lazy yeah. blocking, like, like stylistic. Like yeah. when she's running around the party, like it's it's well orchestrated, you know, and mm -hmm. like where the camera's tracking with her and it's, telling, it's yeah. storytelling and it's really dialed in. It's it's a step beyond. TV, because like you know he's really intelligent, like sophisticated. Well, the, 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 con the, the 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 inspiration, you know. Like, yeah, sure. Not, yeah. not necessarily like the blocking and all that, but um, I think uh, this is something I hadn't noticed. I've actually watched this in a while, but like, there's just a nice little detail, which is also very sitcom, and very specifically Brady Bunch Taylor is um, and you heard it a little bit here, swirling melodramatic music that is obviously just like like uh, a total cornball trope. You know, like like uh, like da 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 da, like awakening. You know, like like, like, like like a couple yeah. running towards each other in a field. Right. Like right. like that's such because what it is is he's into seventies television, which is rehashing Hollywood tropes. So it's like divorce. <laughs> right. It's like my proxy. So it's like old Hollywood tropes and melodramatic music. Yeah, like love is a many splendored thing, like yeah, running right. towards each other. On the but yeah. it's processed kind of through thing. like 1972, Bobby Brady's falling in love, right? you know, and he's got braces yeah. and smiles or something. So it's so sick that that's where his head's at. And and it doesn't, it just, you're so right. It just never reads as film. It's, it's a mutation and yeah. it really distinguishes itself. It's so true because, you know, while everyone else is doing like, well, frankly, kind of macho tributes to like, you know, iconic cinema, yeah. you know, all that tedious yeah. fucking Hawks Ford all that oh, shit Bogdanovich oh, guys yeah. from last week. <laughs> right. But like, um, yeah. but what I really love about Todd, well, what is the point though, is he isn't just making TV shows and he isn't just doing crap like two girls in a pizza or whatever that show well, is wait. called. It's two like, guys, a girl in a pizza place. Thank you. But he, he's <laughs> making real films. And I will say this. Um, just to, to plead my case, there's one specific moment where I thought this is just great filmmaking and it's beyond kind of TV in a way, but it's when she's looking at Brendan after he walked, or, yeah, he left uh, through the window. I don't know if you can get it, but the room, his room that she's, you know, still in there and watching him run away, well, it's dark. Like the way this is lit, it's not very Brady Bunch, you know? I can't. It's after school special. Brandon, yeah. wait! But he really gets, there's the lingering shot of her just sitting against that window. That's like, that's just great filmmaking. Yeah, that's, that's all I mean. You his know, world's like, really dirty and like desaturated. Yeah, I got, right. I yes, got exactly. Gloomy. But, but just this shot, I'm talking about the, right here. That's great. Oh, yeah. 
That's yeah. awesome. That's not what Can people I, think of with dollhouse. There's a that bunch of great of, shots. Like, yeah, there's another one. Like when when the in the hallway earlier, when after the kid, get, you know, leaving alone, wiener dog or whatever. There's there's a great shot of just her in the hallway in this big empty hallway, and she's like in the front. And Can I it's a great shot. It's a dark. Yeah. It's dark. Like the lighting, the Can daylighting just, coming in. It's, I love all this. I love all this uh, shots of her. Like there's one where she's just staring at herself in the mirror. There's one like you know I love the shot of her just like a lots of. Uh, shots of her just at the kitchen table um <laughs> oh yeah yeah um that's so good well one thing you said so, yeah, taylor, just that big really, up to his um, filming there, yeah there's one thing you said taylor just watching that clip uh, that just uh, reminded me uh of, of of a quote that i did catch from from todd uh, about this movie um he said i just want to read it because i think it's funny that we caught up on that and it's, it circles the thread with, with tv he said, I started writing Welcome to the Dollhouse around the time uh, of his first film. I couldn't think of any American films that dealt in any serious way with childhood. Children in American films were either cute, like little dolls or evil demons. The early drafts of Dollhouse were all darker and more depressing. It took time to find the right level of bleakness. My hope was the film would succeed well enough to let me make a living doing after school specials. So, uh, and, and, and his, and, and his fucking, uh, that, uh, Brandon's house is, feels so, um, rage, you know, or like one of those, you know, one of those like yeah. after school kind of movies, like the way it's designed and everything. So totally. Yeah. yeah totally right. get the, the film influence or the TV and the circumstance. The like, uh, yeah, like, uh, it, it's, it's, you know, like, are you running away? Yeah. Right now out the window, <laughs> you know, like, you like, coming? yeah, it's like, yeah. tell it is like, a. A slightly un, this is the fever dream kind of unreality of like a, like a scripted thing, you know, but totally. subtle, you know, yeah, because and, it. But oh, anyway, yeah. but as the clock's running, I do. I just wanted to mention exactly. too that like another Five great minutes. thing about this movie, like movie, almost every it's almost a requirement now for every movie. It's got to have a great song in it, you know, and this has got the theme song to this movie. It's actually got it's like an original song and an original this great, song. Yeah, and they, these great musical cues, you know, the drums are like the kind of surf, like, dun, 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 dun. like I always have that little incidental the way, music playing know, in my head. That's a band called that's a that's a horror punk band called the Undead, right. and it's just the opening <laughs> the of one of their songs. Yeah, that's I just found out last night. The Undead's like second album. Marcus, you should know this. This is Marcus one hundred one. It's called the Undead, like their second EP or something. It's just the beginning of one of their like. Like it's like Misfits knockoff. The sounds right. like uh, Electric Frankenstein or something. Yeah, like there's a lot of surf hall, music around that time. Like Kids in the Hall thrash or something. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of punk. Oh my god, surf, you're right. Surf and punk you music right? at that time. Yeah, you yeah. won. I really god. love. Uh, I love the other song, the the B side yeah. to Welcome the first to the one he sings. Like, Won't you give me some sweet candy? Yeah. Okay. It's and Debbie Gibson. Totally. <laughs> Debbie Gibson, yeah. But those original songs, like his friend, this woman, just like she just wrote some songs, and and, and that's funny because like uh, modern modern times they would have found something with music supervision, yeah. you know, and like this really cool deep cut thing. But it's like let's just make some weird dumb pop song that no one's ever heard because we just wrote it for the movie, and it's the yeah. themes. It's like a there's a theme song, which again is all so television. It is like it has TV, like a, yeah. Like it's like here's our movie and it's going welcome to the dollhouse. You know? right. It's like so unconventional. It, it's um, it's uh, it's ticks and tricks. You know. One other little aspect of the music is it's the one like you know Dawn is uh, he gives her one saving grace that she's got a decent singing voice right or like she can sing or she's oh, the, the, hummingbird choir, like, the hummingbird. I love I that part. She can th she's got like she can do something with her voice like a little bit so it gives you a little hope for her. <laughs> 
in the future, you know, that she's yeah. got some sort of musical ability. I mean, when this movie ended, I thought like, oh, like, well, her life might, this might just be a chapter of her life. She might have gone to have normal, a normal existence after this. That's how I felt. You, I know, you know Todd probably may had some different oh, ideas. Really? About I that, feel like I'm, it's like Marcus is very glass like, half full. I feel Marcus like is a glass it's full bleak person. for her. Like there is like, she's just no. staring into the abyss and like singing that song without even well, like knowing she's like, singing like it. dead <laughs> eyes. One yeah, word. Dead eyes, just like shell shocked. She's well, the last <laughs> shot of her is she's shell shocked. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I don't mean Vietnam. You know I don't mean I mean her attitude, but because yeah, she's shell shocked. But I think she's got like a, she has some sort of talent in life that like something. You know, I, I, don't, so know I, what these okay. I don't know. I always thought that's what people. Like could, well, people connected with this movie. Not everyone, you know, had a you know had a horrible uh, uh, adulthood to follow I mean, up with I'm their terrible middle school like, experience. John did. <laughs> John was smart. Actually, one thing. This is good that we talk about the end because we're at the end. But like, um, you know, that we could hypothesize. But unfortunately, one of his films very much hints at Don's future. I will not spoil it, but watch all of his films. You'll find out. But Don was smart. Okay, that's all. Just saying, I think Don had smarts, but it was suppressed because, you know, of all her social attacks. Of course, she's going to live a lifetime of anger after this and resentment, for sure. But I just want to quickly get <laughs> the hammer scene in before we all regret it. Please <laughs> do. Okay. The very I'm Todd in for you. style. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah, one of my favorite moments in the movie. Fucking great. So good. Feel free to talk over it. Um, yeah, he's fed up with. Uh, she is fed up with um, her uh, adorable little sister, who everybody loves, Missy. She, and she happens to be having smashing uh, the home video of the the anniversary party that they, like everybody was making fun of her. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's footage that they kept playing back, like Henry Pickett was serial killer of of uh, Missy throwing taunt right, Evan. Dawn Missy, into the pool and laughing. Yeah, Missy. They just keep rewinding. Like, let's watch Missy throw Dawn into the pool with her little outfit, and uh, they're just laughing their ass off. So she destroys the VHS tape that had that clip they kept watching, and she's well. She's like, well, I've got this huge hammer in my hand, and it's chilling, beautifully filmed. I get it. It's that's Todd one hundred and one too. That moment, and it's uh, not the funniest scene, but again, great filmmaking, the lighting. You know, the lighting's really good in this film. You know, Taylor, bring Let's us escalate. home. Absolutely, we got one oh. minute less. jeez, uh, I don't know. Uh, what do I say? Dawn, uh, <laughs> I got a blow up doll that looks like you. <laughs> We're done. Um, so we didn't watch all the clips, but that's I. I, I think it's mostly though. That- you know, not that I'm saying that I love this movie, but I think it is interesting that this movie comes out the same year as kids, you know, and they're very oh, different movies. No. But just the fact that like this would set the tone for I know I'm not I decided I, I know, but I'm just saying that like <laughs> Let him finish, yes. we're, guys uh, that like it's like getting past the 80s world of what how teens are depicted. That's on true. Movies in two different ways. It's weird that it's kind of happening at the same time. So I don't know. That's true. Mid 90s. No, you're right. Well, guys, Absolutely. that was a lot of fun. Taylor, hope, Great hope point, you had fun. Evan. That's Thanks. it. Thanks. All right. Bye. Like, like doesn't everybody set unnecessary restrictions on, on their endeavors? Yeah. You know, it's like, like we can't talk anymore about the film. Yeah. Um, well, no, that was totally. One for- uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go that's ahead. it. This oh, better not be about Dollhouse. Oh. <laughs> it's over, Taylor. We're Man. done, Taylor. It's only like one fucking was, hour. I thought we were done recording it. No, we're not. No, no, we're oh. still oh, No, it's over. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, we're just, just going to wrap things up right now. But wrap some things up. The show uh, is called One Fucking Hour. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's wrap up. Or One Flip an Hour for the uh, overseas market. <laughs> All right. So, but it's um, really an hour and five minutes. It is about no, an hour and five it. minutes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the talk. 
about the yeah. film is strictly an hour. Okay. That was one fucking hour on Welcome to Dollhouse, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, uh, before we talk about next week's movie um, and reveal what that's going to be, <clears throat> can I hump Peter B. just one more time? Just one more time. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I love Jeez, it. Dude. The man just Relentless. passed away, and Evan is like fucking uh, Ishmael. Really <laughs> or no, no, with Moby Dick. Uh, yeah. Ahab. You're like Ahab. There's with more. So how did he ruin Welcome to the Dollhouse? No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. It's, it's uh, just one detail of oh, mask that I actually, like, I couldn't. I'm sorry. I know the clock was over as of last Evan. Week. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> this is a little Easter egg for the fans. All right. Okay. Okay. I have to bring this up because I need it on record because it infuriates me so much with mask. And it's just a sign that Peter B. was asleep at the monitor, you know, for sure. <laughs> Is okay, that right. scene where the grandfather? We talked about it when we were off the air, but I got to get it on record. When the grandfather comes in with the baseball card, and he yes. the missing baseball card, and then he puts it the on vital the, final Brooklyn Dodgers card. Yes, yeah, and he puts it on the 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 corkboard corkboard cork whatever the tack yeah. going through the fucking card. They're like oh, this yeah. like immaculate condition. Uh, like like Brooklyn Dodgers card, yes. Collectibles, you, you yes. know, you knew that Peter B saw that, and he was just like, ah, ah fuck it, you know, like Who cares. It's good. Let's keep going. Moving on. Yeah, you know? keep rolling. <laughs> you know, that's all right. Okay. That's, you know, that's weird. It just made me think about like we were talking about how Mask was bad because it felt like a TV movie, but then we're talking about how Dollhouse uh, was good because it feels like a TV movie. Oh, because there's. So. There's a lot of more meat <laughs> on the bone. It's so much. More. Actually, I, I was maybe going to get around to it, but I think it's funny that we went from mask to uh, dollhouse because uh, one is just cloying and artificial, right? And uh, and one and the other one is penetrating, relatable, uh, and deep, and funny and entertaining. And mask is none of that stuff. Uh, you you how about a dollhouse starring Rocky Dennis? <laughs> Interesting. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's what we were saying. Oh, <laughs> been great. shit, dude. Holy you know? shit. Oh, my yeah. God. Todd uh, Solomon's um, Rocky Dennis yeah. story. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. God. Todd yeah. Solomon should do mask reboot. Oh, cool. That's the best. So, uh, you know, by <laughs> the way, I forgot. I forgot what next week's is. Oh, oh I got go it for you. Don't worry. Uh, Taylor, thanks so much for joining you. us uh, on this. It was a blast. Yeah, it was fun. Talking about dollhouse. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, of course. And next week, oh my God, next week it's we are doing this kind of because it's the 25th anniversary of the movie. I think there's a lot to talk about. Um, it's 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 a complicated one, but also I don't know, man. Some of the most effective scenes oh, I've seen right. in any movie. Fuck it, I'm gonna go out and say it. On, uh, I think it's gonna be just it, it, fascinating to talk about for an hour. That is, yeah, David Lynch's Lost Highway. Okay, 25 year anniversary. Let's talk about it. I'm excited. Our first David Lynch for one fucking hour. I am too. First David Lynch. And just to add to what you're saying just briefly, um, it's, I don't know, I wouldn't use the word underrated, but it's yeah. an underspoken film. Like people still don't really get around to like uh, mulling over it and analyzing it as much, you know, and uh, a lot of people probably haven't even seen it. You know, it, it kind of has gotten lost in the shuffle. It'd be good to really focus for, I don't know, like an hour maybe <laughs> on uh, Lost Highway starring Marilyn Manson. <laughs> exactly and richard pryor oh god and then we can also talk about I'm not, how we I'm also, not making that we also met we also met robert blake who's yeah. also in the movie so we oh can yeah. <laughs> right. reveal sure. those stories all right everybody. Taylor, robert well, blake <laughs> oh who looked like robert blake we were saying the other day <laughs> who was we were talking that? about that i don't know who but was remember that? 
I don't know. Wait. It's bad. Well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but um, <Okay>. I guess <laughs> it's time it for the to wrap it up. Yeah. The uh, the, the what time. now? It is time, everybody. Before we say goodbye, as you know, we cannot sign off without your moment of zen. So we uh, <laughs> please enjoy this, and we'll see you next week, everybody. And thanks for tuning in. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Trying to forget my. Feelings of love, teardrops rolling down on my face, trying to forget my feelings of love, feelings, for all my life I'll feel it, I wish you'd never left me alone with only feelings, whoa, whoa, whoa. Feelings, whoa, 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 feelings, goodbye, adios, dime, solamente dime, como olvidarmis, sentimientos de amor, dime, si siempre voy a si te amé, porque ahora... Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. Hello.